In this episode of the Founders and Coders podcast, I talk to FAC20 alumni Shea and Jess about their times before, during and after the Founders and Coders bootcamp. another episode of the Founders and Coders podcast. I'm your host Zizi and I'm joined today by fellow FAC20 alumni um, and Founders and Coders graduates, um, Shaya. Hey. And Jess. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Um, all right, I just went to the dentist. It's a very cool. eventful day. How was that? Yeah, it was okay. Got myself a new mouth guard to sleep in. <laughs> nice. Stylish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to wear it. And and how's your day going, Cher? Yeah, my day's going great. Um, it's going to be very interesting today, trying out podcasts for the first time. I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts, so yeah, I feel like I'm listening to myself um, while I'm in bed in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on <laughs> but yeah no I'm yeah I think for lots of people that I've managed to drag on here it's been like their first time being recorded for the internet uh, but it's chill it's just a casual conversation where we get to find out about your experience of fact in fact what I'm more interested in to start with today is how life has been post fact for you guys so like what what have you been up to since we finished share yeah um not much (laughs) um well i mean i've been applying for jobs here and there um had loads of technical interviews some casual and yeah just like having to deal with the day-to-day of like job searching and rejection (laughs) so basically life um yeah that's that's what i've been up to yeah i assume that it's a similar tale for you jess yeah so applying for jobs that's right lots of knitting as well well not lots of mm-hmm. knitting some knitting putting mainly your this to good use yeah that's right Ma- mainly job hunting um for those of you who don't know listeners jess has a master's in knitting um which is possibly the best name for any master's course that i know of um it's it's a nice thing to have under the belt like just just when people are starting to underestimate you you can go but hold on i have a master's in knitting yeah it's really useful (laughs) (laughs) it's fantastic um so yeah like um i think i think like that's the story for most of the fact 20 cohort at the moment like it's been lots and lots of job hunting lots of frustration at either like not getting interviews or not getting jobs afterwards um but like there are a few people that have managed to get them so far um and what we're like two one and a half weeks since wait hold on when did we finish how long ago was it now who can remember? And no, it's just over two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just over two weeks. So yeah. So I think like we're we're seeing we're seeing like a reasonable uptake in job taking. Um, I think we have one more person even who's had an offer the day of us recording. So maybe we'll get to find out about that in another episode. Um. So yeah. So how how have 
you found the whole process of being part of Founders and Coders then, like from end to end, is it what you're expecting, Jess? Oh, I didn't really know what to expect because we've learned so many things that I didn't even know existed. But <laughs> I suppose the main thing was for me, I was really excited to just be working with and learning with other people because I've been working by myself for like three years. So it's just been really nice collaborating with other people. It's been really good. What were you doing before then? Like what's what's meant working on your own? Oh, what was I doing before? <laughs> Knitting. <laughs> so uh, running my own, my own fashion business, um, which I'm not really doing. Well, I'm doing a little bit of still, but I would like to move into web development. I mean, I've bought some of your clothes. They are fantastic. So, like, I I personally think you should try and keep doing both things if you can. Because, like, honestly, they're amazing. Oh, it's <laughs> just so much work. But, I mean, anything to see you in a sequin dress, I, I'll, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, you send me a sequin dress, I will wear it. Just saying. Uh, well, um, <laughs> I have matching ones. We can, we can make up a dance. I'm so on board. <laughs> Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, what? How did you get? How did you go from like fashion to coding? Then that's like a very interesting direction to travel in. Oh, okay. So I never liked working in fashion. I was never what I wanted to do. I was just doing it because. I didn't know what I wanted to do and I needed something to do in between my jobs. So it was supposed to just be a hobby and then it turned into a three year long full time job. <laughs> um, just because I kept getting these opportunities that I felt I couldn't turn down, it would just be silly to turn them down. So um, I kept doing it. But um, one thing I noticed with my brand was that there's always lots of waste. I always have excess stock and I wanted it to be a kind of less wasteful business and I wanted it to have more custom features so that customers can design their own pieces so I tried making like a, a template on the website where people can design their own items and it was just, it was so awful that I my task that I gave to myself was to learn how to code so I could make my own like custom building feature on the website and I started doing that and realized how much I hated working in fashion. So like, why have I not been doing this the whole time? So here <laughs> I am now. I find, yeah, I think like there's a, a theme of people with creative talents um, sort of realizing that there's an opportunity to build something that feels almost as real but much more easily by doing it with code so I mean is that is that kind of what you mean um do you know, I think I don't know um I just never really knew what I wanted to do at school and I just ended up doing what I was good at but I never realized that as a creative person there are other ways that you can be creative because really you have to think in a very creative way to solve some of the problems that we've had to do. So I think it's just, I just didn't know. <laughs> it took me a long time to realize it. 
Well, I mean, you're definitely one of the most creative people I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love your imagination. Um, like the things that you produce are incredible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, and I think, oh man, there are other things that I'll ask you about your imagination later. I think we should definitely talk about um, like uh, uh, costume Fridays. But I'd love to hear how Shaya got to FAC as well. So what what were you doing before you started FactShare? Yeah, um, well, I wasn't really doing much. Like I was trying to figure out what I enjoyed. So I guess similar to Jess, um, I was really into like, you know, health and fitness and like maintaining a healthy lifestyle and helping others to do that as well. And quite naturally that kind of led me to go into like the fitness industry um and yeah i basically um worked as a personal trainer for like three months barely anything to even be credible but i tried and that's what counts <laughs> um but yeah like i didn't really enjoy the industry i guess similar to jess as well like i didn't really enjoy um the, the place and the environment that I was in. Um, I did like my job um, if I were to like separate it from its environment, if that makes sense. Like I liked it as it is, but we had, there's all these like strings attached and all these things that you have to go through and you're basically like a salesperson, but for yourself. Um, and that's not really why I was, uh, what I had envisioned. So um, yeah, as soon as I realized that I just bounced, I was, I was like this, isn't really for me um and so like it kind of threw me off really because I thought I had achieved what I wanted to do and I got like my dream job and like of you know I can just like progress from here and it's just all like roses and stuff from here but when I left I was just like oh uh -oh, I have to start again <laughs> and I have to figure out like what I actually really like and maybe it's not anything to do with fitness maybe maybe that's a hobby and you know um, and that's when I came across like web development and coding and like making things look pretty. Um, and yeah, on the way founders and coders was a thing and I applied to them. So here we are. <laughs> that's, I had no idea that you were a PT before. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. really interesting. So what, so that was, so you, you finished uni and then you sort of pointed yourself in that direction straight away? Yeah, so I did uh, sports science at university. So you kind of just had like a select few things to go from there. Like you, you become like a research person, you know, doing like sports research and stuff like that. Or like a PE teacher or a personal trainer. I mean, it was up to you, like what you wanted to do, but it, I felt like it was quite limited. Um, there's not much of a scope unless you are like full on, like you know you're gonna be X, Y, and Z uh, when you leave. So for someone like me who was like really creative and really just kind of had so much in her head, but didn't know what to do with it. I don't think that was um, the right place. I think like my talents weren't being put to use until now, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how so many jobs, unfortunately, you don't end up doing as much of the job 
as you'd hope to originally that you end up getting caught up in lots of extraneous stuff around the edges that yeah you end up having to sell yourself rather than do your work <laughs> so um that is am i right in thinking that that's the the thing that pushed you away from being a pt yeah no definitely that's like spot on that's literally like what i felt and it, at some points you start to kind of like doubt if you're even good at what you're doing because half the time you're trying to prove whether you're good or not to other people when you really know that you are good at what you're doing but yeah it's, it's a different world uh out there sometimes and it's it's just not what you've envisioned or maybe that's just how people have thought like made you think it is and it's, it's really not like that so it's it's trial and error like that's life isn't it like you just kind of try it out and figure out what's best indeed and like every time we sort of send ourselves down a pathway and then decide not to go in that direction there's a bunch of skills that you gain from having been there as well um so that's my next question <laughs> like what what do you think you gained from um your sports science degree and time as a pt um in terms of yeah coding like how's how has that helped well for one um i came into this knowing how much i hated sitting down <laughs> like and you know like I, i'm here now and i'm just like this is exactly what i was trying to avoid the office <laughs> job sat down all day not moving an inch and you know like having to catch up on all this like quite natural human movement after you've sat down for hours um so it was basically like i'm trying to become full-time in something that i was trying to avoid all these years um so that was very interesting like switch uh but in terms of things I've brought over, like, of course, like, I'm quite in tune with my own body. So I can easily tell, like, oh, you know, like, today I want to do this, I want to do that. So I can kind of relieve the the tension and, pre uh, like, pressure from sitting down all day. Um, but also just working with people, like, the customer service element of being a personal trainer, like, you just trying to manage other people's expectations other people's like opinions and you're like guiding them so i guess you could say like that's helped me like deal with uh communication like talking to clients talking to other professionals things like that um i'm not sure like what other skills i could have like <laughs> brought in from there <laughs> if i'm honest because it seems like quite a switch over um, but I guess we have to see once I get a job, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, like, do you, do you have any advice for the rest of us to for, like, how to deal with, you know, being in a chair all day? Like, I was thinking about kind of modifying my desk into a standing desk or something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's a good, that's a good shout. Like, it is, it is good to stand, um, but also it is also not that good to stand all the time so <laughs> it's really about moderation isn't it so like kind of alternating between standing and sitting i don't have a standing desk personally so i'm kind of screwed but um hopefully in the future i'll get it but like i mean a lot of the times like because we're sat down doing work we're going to be hunched over um and having really bad posture so just like making sure that 
any equipment you have like your your chair and your desk is all aligned properly so you're not like putting extra pressure just to like reach the keyboard things like that um and also just every few maybe like every hour taking five minutes or so and having a quick stretch um it helps to keep track of what's going on in your body um instead of like kind of just sitting there forever and then just figuring out after you you have lost lost touch with what your body's feeling and where which point in your body is like nagging you a bit more than the others so yeah breaks are really good in helping you with that um personally i have like uh, a little i wouldn't call it like a tennis ball but it's like this weird like ball thing and i just like put it against like put it in the middle of me in a wall um for my neck and shoulders because fortunately not everyone can afford a personal masseuse uh so yeah <laughs> and having like a massage roller and stuff helps as well and of course like get a physical activity like try and do something yeah <laughs> i'm terrible for just like staying in this chair all day every day and like now my now my back is starting to get annoyed with me yeah I'm, like, trying to get some yoga in every morning now it can be really easy <laughs> to like once you're sat like just not get up at all it's like you, you once you sat down you're in this mode of let's get the shit done so mm-hmm. you don't know like you could be there for hours so it's always good to like kind of plan out like okay i need to take a break here and take a break there um how about you then jess so from the fast moving world of fashion um into coding um like what what do you think you've brought over what do you think has been valuable? Um, <laughs> my <sighs> management. I oh, know. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, before I had like a few people working for me sometimes. So as someone who is not naturally a good leader, it's something that I not saying I'm a good leader now, but something that um, I got better at. I got better at communicating my ideas. I don't know. I want the same question as Shia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question? I've forgotten. Ask it to yourself. Um, uh, well, Shia, I also have a ball that I put against the wall in my back, and it's literally a tennis ball. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> Next. Okay. Uh, I've completely lost my train of thought now. I did have an excellent follow-up question. Um, oh, I was going to ask um, if you ever did do that part of your website that was going to be people designing their own clothes for themselves or whether you've decided to just sack that off and go in a completely different direction now, Jess. No, I want to do it. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> How do I do that? I'll tell you the so idea. So you spent all of this time learning how to code and like that's still not something that anybody's told you it's how easy. to do. I started making a website which I thought I could gather information. I had made a little survey and I just assumed, this was right before the course started, that I could just make check boxes and people could check them and then I could just get the information. I didn't know there was like back end. I have to create a database and <laughs> connect it. I didn't know. So yeah, I, I kind of thought that the custom jacket builder would be 
easier than it is. But if anyone has any ideas what I'm looking for, is a drawing of a jacket. I can do that. And then people can pick from drop down menus different faux fur fabrics. And then on the screen, it will show their selection visually. Jess, I do have an answer for you, a possible solution. Oh, uh, yeah? Why not apply for Founders and Coders Tech for Better program? <laughs> I can't! I can't do it because, because I'm away at the beginning of January. And it's like, it finishes mid-January and I didn't think it would be fair for me to apply. Be like, oh yeah, but I'm going to be away for like the first half of January. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a goal. It's a dream, isn't it? So apply whenever you're ready, I guess. Whenever you can. Okay, I will, I will have a look again. <laughs> I'll have a look at it, yeah. No, I just, I just thought I shouldn't do it if I'm not going to be here, but okay. Why not? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I mean, like, I I feel like I would very much like the opportunity to work on your website. So yeah. I, I'm sure there'd be loads of people who'd be like, oh my God, we get to work with these amazing designs. Let's do it. All of these neon colours. Yes, please. I'll ask Rehad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's interesting because you were um, the um, like facilitator, the team leader for the um, Tech for Better project that you guys did. Um, Rehard was in your team. Rehard's been on the podcast a couple of times before, so hopefully listeners will know him. Um, and, and you said that you find yourself not being much of a natural leader, but you were the leader there. So, like, how, how was doing that? It looked like it was pretty fun. They were a good team to manage, apart from having to fire Rehard a few times. I mean, For he, terrible he offences... <laughs> um, I tried to fire him once as well. Did I mean? Did that work? He keeps coming back. <laughs> I know he's resilient, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, they were a great team to work with, so it didn't really feel like I was having to manage a team. I think we just mm -hmm. worked really well together, so I just lucked out on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not so bad then. <laughs> yeah, it's alright. Um, so I haven't asked you, Shaya, about how you felt about doing all the founders and coders. We started off asking just that question. So opinions, week one to week 18, what are you saying? Oh, um, I could be here all day. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it feels weird though, like, because you asked that question and it honestly, like, I can't even remember what happened before, like, Tech for Better. Like, it feels like my brain's just shut down everything that's, that's like, to do with the whole trauma of <laughs> learning coding during a pandemic. But um, no, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Um, when I first came, like, to the course, I honestly didn't think it would be the way it was. Like, I, I was actually saying this during my exit interview today with... Um, the uh, staff of FAC um, like when I first joined I honestly thought it was going to be very very like self-taught like the same way you do with the prerequisites so I kind of came in thinking oh my gosh like you know like it's all fun and dandy right now because I can just google these things but once we get into the nitty-gritty am I going to be able to do it am I capable and like there was a lot of like self-doubt and just stressed out about like having to do this with a bunch of people I've never met online everything you know all that stuff but then, like, 
I think it was the fact that we had Jack as a course facilitator really helped everyone warm up to the environment they were in because he was so lovely in like in his role. Um, and I actually thought he was, uh, that was his full-time job. Like I really thought like, that. <laughs> so to find out that it's not his full-time job was very interesting. Um, but yeah, like I realized slowly like, okay, like we're actually all working together. We're all like making sure everyone's understanding the material um and that made me feel like I wasn't alone so even even when things got harder near the end like I felt like like whether or not I do or I am confident in asking for help I felt like I could and sometimes that's more than enough is like knowing that you can go to people um or you have a community that you can talk to about coding or anything else during this god forbidden time yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i I, re- I don't have anything like anything not even remotely negative to say about my experience at fact like and this is not sponsored like full on like <laughs> like i enjoyed fact you know and beyond just enjoying i learned so much about like both coding and myself um how i can deal with people when you're constantly seeing them from nine to six on a screen on zoom with technical issues and the looming possibility of a virus so you know like it's just yeah it's 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 been really like challenging but like really good like growth spur i guess yeah yeah it's like a peculiar situation of being like of there of there being a lot of stress but it also feeling like an environment where you're safe to be very, very stressed out and like it's not going to be a problem. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's opportunities to work out how to deal with that stress, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Did you feel that as well, Jess? What? Which part? <laughs> the <stress. laughs> the the supportive being surprised that there was such a supportive community, but oh, also being yeah, super yeah. stressed out. Yeah, so the support went far beyond our own cohort. I still can't believe that you can just write anything in Slack and someone will answer it. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Even like my employment mentor has gone like so above and beyond as well. It's just with so much more support that than I had imagined we'd get. Which is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. But the stress, oh my God, the stress. <laughs> I've had days where like I just wanted to scream because I yeah I don't know I don't deal with stress very well I've been grinding my teeth at night from the stress but it's, um, it's is all that good why though. you had to go to the dentist no that is why I had to go to the dentist I have to wear a mouth guard at night oh my god I know. is that actually why you've had to go to the dentist no I had to go to, I know no I I got um I got the mouth guard specially made for well obviously my teeth and um, he was like, nah, this will last you for ages, it's fine. But I've been clenching my jaw so much at night that I've just bitten through this acrylic mouth guard that's supposed to last me years. It's been like two months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that these things are as, hard, as hardy as they're supposed to be. Um, I, I know of at least two other people that have told me that like they've had these mouth guards that are supposed to be impossible to bite through and they just haven't lasted any time at all. I think it's all a scam by a big dentist. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I, li- I really like my dentist, though. He's so funny. He's always up for a laugh. Let's me keep my teeth when I have them out. 
What do you do with them? Oh, I, if only if this wasn't a podcast, I could show you. I have my tooth necklace. <laughs> I have a friend though who makes who makes jewelry out of teeth, like animal teeth. I don't do that; just my own teeth. Just your own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could always say that it's from all of the people that you've defeated in single combat. Two. Just take one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually it's more really, than me. I want to make my own board game and just the teeth of the player pieces to move around the board. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, do, they balance, could... do they balance upright? Is that like... Oh, they can do. Oh, they can do. I'll, I don't know. I'll think of something. I'll make some prototypes. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer to test them with you. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, the game. Um, okay. Yeah. Um... So, how, like, considering all of that, what was the toughest part of it for you, Jess? Figuring out what to wear on Fancy Dress Fridays. Yes, <laughs> we've got to Fancy Dress Fridays. Okay. <laughs> so, Fancy Dress Friday. Is it, is it Fancy Dress Friday? I thought it was Friday. Yeah, it's yeah, Friday. But to be honest, having just been Black Friday, I'm sick of seeing Friday. anyway i think i saw an advert on tv i think it was for like pc world and they called it friday and i was like oh wow (laughs) this is uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um i i am so glad that you were so insistent on having excellent themes for every fancy fancy dress friday it's so hard to say um and yeah like obviously i was very very happy to dress up each and every time i think it's just you and me most weeks (laughs) except that one time it was just me hey there was a time when it was just me (laughs) that was the drag queen week I did really, I loved your show dogs one. I was so upset with myself. Like, if I think about it now, I just want to kick myself. I'm just, I'm really beating myself up about it. I made a fantastic show dog. I like, I like, uh, Shia, your makeup was always so on point. I liked it when you drew, like, little hearts and stars with stickers on your face. (laughs) Yeah, I remember for our final, like, photo day, I was, like, the only one, um, had something on and i was just like wait what what's happened what dimension am i on that i'm the only one who's dressed up yeah everyone gets one you see everyone gets one (laughs) (laughs) but it's okay for the photo day we all got dressed up later Mm. for the photo so i had an outfit change oh yes you did (laughs) (laughs) you did a really you were a really good jack though shaya oh yeah oh my god that was my favorite day like Oh, so I wish funny. I could go back. I wish we recorded it, honestly. Like, just did something <laughs> to like keep the memory because I just remember that whole day <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Oh my god! Um, so, if anybody's listening and they've forgotten, Jack was the facilitator. So, um, for one Friday, we all came as him, um, and he thought it was amazing. It kind of sounds um, a bit like bullying now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all changed our names and our pictures to him. <laughs> oh, God, it was pretty Oh, really that was right. amazing. Maybe we were terrible. <laughs> Why did he put up with us? I remember. No, it just, 
I changed my name to Lumberjack. I, I thought it was so hilarious. No one really cared and no one found it funny except me. But I just remember like laughing to myself. Like that was such a genius, even though it's not that deep. Like, yeah. I loved that I for like weeks afterwards, everyone who changed their profile picture to Jack had just not bothered to change it back. And we'd get <laughs> guest speakers come in and we just all have our profile pictures of Jack. Yeah, that was hilarious. yeah oh the games that you can play when you're only communicating with people via zoom (laughs) there have been some interesting virtual backgrounds as well oh yeah i've got such a bad story about you know one of the last backgrounds i had the one with like the ambulance in it and the rabbits oh my gosh yes so i had an interview and i didn't realize that that oh my god so bad as easy. <laughs> it was oh my God. I remember bad. logging in and my profile picture was the sleepless in Seattle one. I was like, oh no, I haven't changed, I haven't changed it. So I turned my camera on and that was my background and there were two people there. As easy stop it. Oh my god. <laughs> what did they say? How did they react? They didn't say anything. They just they just looked at me. Basically, I'm, it's the same job that Amber also interviewed for us. She got the job, so she'll know. Trey. <laughs> she'll know who these people are, but they just were looking at me. I was like, oh no, no, what, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> okay, that that is excellent. I've I've been slightly terrified of that happening to me, and therefore I've been like really thorough in in terms of like changing my picture off of being something silly. Like every time that we're done. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that, but a lot less traumatizing. Um, we had there was like a code bar um talk going on. <laughs> And I, and I signed up for it and I was like, and, and I remember Khadija was going as well. So I was just messaging her beforehand, like, hey, you going, you know, all that stuff. And then we went on and she was like, I'll oh, make sure you have your video on. And I was like, yeah, of course. And then I realized there was like hundreds of people in the talk. Why would I want to show my face to hundreds of random people? And so I was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing this. And I turned my video off and it was um, the one of Khadija with the fake mustache on. um and i was just like holy god like i forgot to take that off and i just remember like someone some random person's face just like lit up like on the screen i was like i just quickly changed it to like a very professional picture i was like oh my gosh i really need to like be careful now and i just checked all by zoom and all the other like google Google Hangout and all that kind of video call stuff so that if I have an interview in the future, like, I don't really do that. <laughs> but thanks for taking one for the team, Jess. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to think that the most embarrassing thing that could happen on Zoom was a fart. <laughs> but I would gladly have farted in front of all of those people what? and show those pictures. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, winding all the way back then same question for you Shaya. Um what did you find the most difficult about all of that um, hands down doing it over Zoom um, doing it all online mm. like a technically 
it's supposed to be like the easiest part in a way um because you're kind of avoiding all that human interaction the social interaction like the social etiquette cues whatever you want to call it but actually you don't realize how hard it is to gauge like how people are feeling or thinking over video so yeah it was it was difficult getting used to i think we can all agree when we say we got we got like quite challenged like getting used to not speaking over each other and zoom etiquette i guess yeah that was quite hard yeah um like i think um in probably the last episode to have come out um we had a long chat about how it's very difficult to sort of understand those little signals like it's very easy to misinterpret um what somebody's intending to communicate when you're not actually in the same space as them Mm -hmm. like it just everything is a little bit harder like yes you can see a person but you can't see where they're looking you don't know what they're reacting to so like every all of those little things especially when you're in the high stress situation of like a learning a, a coding language and like how to build web apps and things like in a mad hurry it's very easy for that to boil over and for people to point themselves in the wrong direction and get annoyed about things that are just misinterpretations so yeah I, I mean I definitely found that challenging as well um, and yeah I definitely learned a lot from those challenges um, so what's next for both of you then? like the job hunt continues but what's 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 the end game what, what where are you heading where are you hopefully headed apart from towards christmas just hey. take- yeah. okay <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i guess i'll uh so i mean ideally i want to get like a front end front end role because that's where i shine the most i think um but yeah as you said like carrying on job hunting job searching um i have like it's weird because as as soon as like the the end of fact was nearing my head was like okay well you know i want to do side projects i want to do this this that i want to learn this this that and you have all these things lined up it's kind of like when you have a job and you're at the job and you're thinking about all the stuff you want to do when you get home but then you get home and you do nothing (laughs) it's like that um so yeah and now i'm just like wait I have to look for a job and do side projects no way no that's not happening so I'm I'm still in my mind like it's still in my goals but like I'm not sure how I'm gonna get that done but that's the plan is like kind of either like do a project on my own like after having pair programmed and team programmed after fact like just doing something on on your own from scratch using like the stuff you learned but also just like learning something new on your own and then using that in a project so i think i need to do those two things um because as much as job hunting is quite literally useful um, we need that money don't we <laughs> um you know like you still have to have some kind of like self-confidence and like not forget how you started this entire thing so we all started coding, teaching ourselves. No one taught us t- um, code. So yeah, just carrying that on, I guess. Yeah, I think like it's it's really funny. It was really funny as Fantasy Coders was ending. Like lots of people had lots of plans for things to do, but it's actually you're kind of exhausted <laughs> after doing all of that learning in such a hurry. So having some time to chill out kind of has to happen you just need those energy reserves but also then you're job hunting and that takes lots of energy and like lots of it's lots of emotional strain as well so trying to have time to rest 
look for jobs and like start some interesting side projects and ideas that you've had too like it's hot it's hard to get all of those in quickly but it's only been just over two weeks so <laughs> it's not that surprising that like you haven't managed to do all of those things yet mm-hmm. um so how about you jess what's the plan well i'm so glad you've both said that about the side projects because I've been freaking out thinking, oh no, I have to apply for all these jobs. Oh no, but I also need to do the side project because I've actually forgotten half the stuff that we did at the beginning of the course. <laughs> so um, no, I'm applying for jobs at the moment, front end, full stack, applying as both myself and as my dog. However, George hasn't had any responses from his CV, <laughs> so. <laughs> No, I still I'm still applying. But I'm really excited for Christmas. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to. Hell yeah. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> and also I'm organizing the fact social for Christmas. Yes. The perfect person, I'm so happy. Oh, I don't I don't um, know what to do. There's so much pressure. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm totally gonna steal bits that other people have done on previous ones. I mean, if coding has taught has taught us anything, I think it's that we should steal things that people have previously done <laughs> to build things that are better, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm mm. gonna. I'm thinking of having some kind of. No, I won't tell you. It's a surprise. <laughs> I am. I wait with deep anticipation. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, like it's gonna be. It's gonna be a weird Christmas, isn't it? Like having christmas in a pandemic i trying to work out how to navigate all of your social circles in ways that doesn't put people in more danger Mm. but also like we really need christmas like this year so i'm i'm very excited about it too um and yeah it will be really nice to see all of fact 20 again in some form just beforehand yeah it'll be really really fun what are you guys like doing for Christmas? Um, um, eating all of the food? Yes, basically. Um, I don't really like celebrate Christmas. I mean, I haven't, my family and I haven't celebrated Christmas like at all. Um, the only thing we've ever done, and that was only when I like started getting into like teenage years, but um, is put up a tree. So, and that's just me and my mum, like my brother and my dad are a bit boring so they don't really like to get into this kind of stuff so for the first time um in 24 years of my life i'm i've got them two presents like christmas presents so i'm excited to do all the wrapping and surprising part of it yeah that'll be fun have you had any other celebrations through like the these these annoying covid times then that have been awkward to navigate instead yeah i mean i had diwali um but (laughs) it was just family so like we didn't we didn't invite anyone or bring anyone which was quite natural because we usually just do it within our family anyways um and the rest of our like family is in india so like we don't really have much of a choice (laughs) um yeah but it was nice to do something like celebrating diwali and like doing fireworks and stuff um just having something different rather than just like just distracting yourself from the imminent doom of a pandemic so yeah (laughs) (laughs) well 
we've got vaccines now so fingers crossed it won't be going on for all of next year as well amen fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) um all right then guys um i think we should wrap this up um it's been absolutely lovely talking to both of you i really like doing these because i always find out lots more about people that i've now been like friends with for like what 20 weeks Mm -hmm. so a long time at this point lots of time spent with people it's amazing the things that you don't realize you don't know until you have the opportunity to ask um so yeah thanks for coming on thank you thank you for having us exactly thank you this is really nice absolute pleasure absolute pleasure um so um that was uh, another episode of the founders and coders podcast um i was this is the Adiemo, and uh you were Shaya. yep that's me Shaya. <laughs> and jess yep i'm jessica jess no i'm jess <laughs> sorry my mum calls me jess. jessica we did have a discussion about that like not soon after not long after meeting where i was like can i call you jess and you were like my mom hates it so (laughs) i don't know am am i am i allowed like i I just won't ask your mom and then just is fine my mum mate does this hilarious joke that if you call me jess in front of her she goes oh postman pat's cat (laughs) don't laugh it's not it's not worthy I feel, of I feel like that's even more of a compliment though like I mean Postman Pat's cat is a fantastic cat and to have the same name as that cat must be a joy well do you know I was actually my mum had a dog called Jess and I found out I kind of named after her dog that she had as a child oh my god <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones whose name is not Indiana that was what they called the dog oh I didn't what? even know that <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, I guess. Uh, that's that's from that's from the third Indiana Jones movie, which is called. I literally can't remember. I can remember. Is it all Temple of Doom? Others. Is that the second one? Yes, thank you. You know what's weird Temple is I don't think I've ever seen like a uh, Indiana Jones film. Like I don't think I've sat down, and if I have, there's no memory because I just don't remember anything. So- <laughs> <laughs> well. They're quite good. Temple of Doom is the second one, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I think it's the second one. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? They are quite good, except for there there are none after the third one. If anybody tells you otherwise, ignore them and then don't try and find that movie. Interesting. <laughs> Do people try and spread this lie? They are a little bit racist, though. Ah. Uh... Be warned. <laughs> I mean, what, it is called uh, Indiana Jones, so where's the surprise there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, hi. All right. Um, I was saying goodbye, so um, let's end the podcast. Um, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.